Good morning, and welcome to the Patriot Radio News Hour. This is your substitute teacher, Glenn Biddle. Happy Monday, happy Monday. You found economics and history with attitude. I've added that history in there because, as you know, I'm a history teacher, and there's nothing better than learning a little bit of history while Joe's away. He must be having a great vacation because no one's heard from him. He's having a ball, so that's great. Well, we were all the stories when he gets back on Wednesday. So we hope this finds you well on this mid-July Monday. Now, depending on how you're paid, you could have been paid on Friday or you could have been paid today. And if you were paid on Friday, that's a good thing because, remember, that was the supposedly Friday the 13th, the unlucky day, but we, we dealt with that. We figured out that unlucky Friday the 13th is just a self-fulfilling prophecy, and we, we don't debunked all that with the history that I told you about. And But today, if you got paid today on a Monday, well, that makes Monday just a little bit better. So that's okay. I hope you had a great weekend. Uh, sometimes on the weekend you just want to check out and not listen to any news, and, and that's kind of what I did this weekend. I went shooting on Saturday at the range, had a great time, went to the beach yesterday with my son, and, of course, there was a, a gentleman and his son next to us at the beach yesterday, and they were they were huddled under their umbrella, and they were looking at their cell phone. It's like, hey, you guys watching the, the World Cup? We're like, yeah, yeah, it's great. And like, well, keep us up, keep us informed. Tell us what's going on. So they kept us, you know, giving us the play-by-play, and and boy, you know, France pulled it out. And and have you seen the Croatian president? What a great leader! She is multilingual, very well educated. She was such a great sport. She was up there he- hugging Macron. And did you notice some of the pictures? It was raining, and uh, Putin is underneath an umbrella. But those two were out in the rain, just getting wet. And what what a class act that was! So they're they're getting the uh, France is getting the trophy. And we talked Friday about how much gold is actually in that trophy. I think it was like 10.8 pounds. It was it was $150,000. We talked about that uh, of gold value in that trophy. That's really really neat. Um, now, if you missed Friday's show, it was such a hoot. We had the quotable quotes game show. We had uh, Jason on from the Colorado show, and and Ramon was was tearing it up. He he knows the serial killers. We we, we were we had a couple quotes for that, and, and Ramon was on that. He's getting some great parting gifts. I'm going to send those out to him tomorrow. Okay, so if you missed that, go to the podcast and check it out. It's absolutely great. Okay, so uh, also for streaming in Colorado, make sure you're listening to shoutcast.com. Go to shoutcast.com and then click on or search for the American Freedom Network, and you can listen to the Colorado show. Uh, those guys, Jason and Brian, are just doing a great job with that, and uh, it's really, really a great program. Now, what a busy weekend. Well, France won the World Cup, and whatever happened to winning the, a, a great sporting event and celebrating and not burning half your country down? I, I don't get it. I don't understand that. You see all the major rioting that took place. Uh, on Friday, I believe the Department of Justice indicted 12 Russian nationals for hacking the DNC server. Well, what timing that was? Do you think there might have been a summit coming up on Monday between us and, and Russia, I, I think the deep state has everything out for Trump that they can possibly do. That couldn't have waited a week or so. It's unbelievable. And obviously, the whole Seth Rich story has just been buried that, that he possibly had something to do with it. But you're never going to get that in, in the mainstream news. Uh, there was the Chicago police shooting, and they released the body cam footage. I don't know if you've taken a look at that, but that, that's, they actually have a slow motion version of it. And you can actually see when the guy lifts his shirt, there's a pistol and a magazine in his waistband, and Chicago is just blown up over that. And uh, the police usually don't release body cam images like that very quickly unless they know you know they're right. And I think they're trying to defuse a lot of this by saying, look, this guy was armed, and the police had to do what they had to do. Um, also, the remember we talked last week about the Peter 
struck hearings and and how the Democratic representative that said struck should get a purple heart. Well, he has apologized all over himself about that, and he's trying to walk that back. But I, I think it's a bit too late because the veterans are are after him on that, and uh, I think the damage is done. So that's something that you need to really think before you speak when when you do something like that. Okay, now on the website today. We have uh, the Century America's Time. We're going to play a couple clips in the second segment on that. This is about the Great Depression, and it, it's really going to be interesting. I think you're going to like that. We also have the the Ray Dalio article on universal basic income. I know Joe would have covered that if he was here. I didn't have time last week, uh, but that's on the website. But just a real quick down and dirty on that. Uh, the the plan is to give everybody $12,000 of universal basic income, and, and they're claiming that it would cost about $3.8 trillion. And we just throw this number around now. Three, oh, just $3.8 trillion. It used to be billion was a big deal. A million was a big deal. But now we're just throwing trillions out like they're a big deal. Well, they are a big deal, and they, they add up. And you go to the debt clock on the website, you can see how they add up. So those two things are on the website today, so definitely want to take a look at that. Now, the agenda today. So we're going to cover more on the Great Depression and how bad some of the people actually had it, uh, what diversions they had to forget about the troubles they were they were going through, and one of those was diversions with the radio, and if you're listening to the radio right now, or if you're listening to the podcast, it, back during the Great Depression, obviously no TV, so people would just sit around their living room and they would look at the radio and listen to it, and remember, I, as I always say, radio is theater of the mind, you can you can imagine so many things when you're hearing the, hearing the programs that are coming out. Okay. And then we're also going to hear about how bank runs destroyed confidence in the banking system and how it actually destroyed people as well. And I, I'm, I've been trying to tell the audience here about how I hook kids into learning, and there's a couple ways I can do this. So how I hook kids on a certain topic, it depends on the historical event. Like say I want to teach something back in history. So what I, I'll do is I'll tie it to a present topic, and then I'll bring in the historical event. Or if I want to talk a present topic, I'll, I'll talk about the historical event and then relate it to the present. I did that last week with the Depression and the housing crisis of 2008, and it does work. It, it works on kids. It works on adults. It's just it's perfect, okay? Let's take a look at our markets. Um, a little mixed markets today, uh, nothing terribly crazy. Uh, the S&P is down 5. The Nasdaq's down 16. Dow Jones is down 8. The Nikkei, what? Well, we'll cover markets when we get back. That segment went really quick. We'll talk about markets in the special on the flip side. So stay tuned. 800-951-0592, Patriot Radio News Hour. We're going to talk prepping also. Welcome back, Patriot Radio News Hour. Ramon brought us back into the London Symphony Orchestra. That's uh, theme music there from from Zero Dark Thirty. That's the scene where the SEALs are getting on board the uh, Blackhawks and they're going into the Bin Laden compound to kill him and bring him back. That's great music. Um, just to look at our markets again, uh, nothing really going crazy on the markets. Um, the only thing that was really notable is the Nikkei is up 409 points. Uh, if we take a look at commodities, oil is down $2.80. Boy, you know, that would take a week to show up on the pumps, but if it was up 280 it would be on there today. Gold is down $1.10 at 1240.10, and silver is down $0.02 cents at 
anytime silver's that low is a great buying opportunity in my book. Um, and you know, I'm a I'm a silver guy. I, I'm a silverite, if, uh, as they used to call them back in the past. Uh, today's special: we have twenty dollars Liberties or St. Gaudens, your choice, at thirteen hundred and thirty dollars a coin. Or if you want to buy ten or more, those are thirteen twenty-five. And that you can get your piece of the yellow brick road. Last week we talked about the Wizard of Oz and the the whole bimetallic standards of of money. The, you know how gold was represented by the yellow brick road and the silver slippers that were originally in the book, but were ruby in the movie because it was a color movie. Um, so if you want to get silver today, we have uh, the 2018 Silver Eagles. A roll of those at three hundred and ninety dollars. That's a good price. So you can get your silver slippers or your piece of the yellow brick road easily. Just call Wendy at 800-951-0592. She's uh, hanging out there in Phoenix, manning the fort for us. And obviously, Jason and Brian are up on the front range. That's our outpost up in Colorado. And uh, we're going to start this segment. Um, Like I said before, the way I hook kids on teaching. And I want to teach you guys about prepping today so that's a that's a modern topic so what i'll do is i'm going to go back and we're going to look at a historical topic and then tie that in to the present day topic ramon can we have the first clip please the the depression hit this country all over it hit the farm areas it hit the cities you were just there out of work and out of food uh, and everybody was baffled. You know, nobody had ever had that experience before. I had been saving for maybe five, six years a piggy bank, money in a piggy bank. Nickels, pennies, dimes the most. It turns out that I was the only one in the family that had any money. Because one day I came home and I grabbed hold of my piggy bank just to give it a shake and there was nothing in it. My mother was looking at me and she said, your father borrowed the money. He has to go out to look for work and he needed money to go downtown. And he came home and I didn't say anything but my eyes, my face was swollen with tears. My eyes were blinking with tears. And my father took me in his arms and he said, I'm sorry, I had to have money. But it's a loan, I'll pay it back to you. He never did. He never did. My family had exhausted all its credit with the local merchants. And uh, on one occasion, uh, my father came home and asked what was for dinner that night, and uh, my mother said, there's nothing. Uh, how, how, how could that, that be? How could there be nothing? It was one of the few times in my life that I was fearful for myself. Fearful of losing what little they had left, people rushed to the banks to withdraw their savings. But the banks, too, were short of cash. One year after the crash, 800 of them had failed. Nine million savings accounts were wiped out. There was a janitor called George Gellies, who had $1,000 in the Bank of the United States. It had taken Gellies 
40 years to save $1,000. After spending two nights and two days in the pouring rain outside this shuttered, locked bag, beating, literally beating on the walls with his hands in frustration, he realized he was never going to see 10 cents of his money. And he went back to the basement where he lived and he hanged himself in despair. That's what bank failures did. They crushed tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of ordinary people like George Gallis. Now, that's a very powerful clip. Can you imagine being that little girl and you come home and you shake your piggy bank and there's nothing in it because your parents needed the money, your dad needed to go downtown to find work? And he says, it's just a loan. I'll pay you back. And did you hear her say, he never did, he never did. That's just sad. Or the, the, the guy that comes home, hey, what's for dinner? Well, there's nothing for dinner. What do you mean there's nothing? There's nothing. And that's why we're going to talk about prepping today to make sure that there is something there for dinner. And then the, the guy that, that has saved money for 40 years, and it's just a normal working class guy, and he goes to the bank to get his money, and the bank's locked, and he's not going to get it. And I can tell you, modern day, if you go to the bank and they've closed your bank on a Friday and they leave a little sign on the door that says, oh, go to fdic.gov and get your money that way, you're not going to get your money for a while. It's, it's going to be a mess. Uh, this, uh, these clips come from the century. It's an ABC News uh, um thing on, on the on the years of, of the United States. It's amazing. It's very well done. Uh, this one is 1929 to 1936. It's called Stormy Weather. And you'll hear the narrator. That's Peter Jennings. He actually does a very good job on this. The one thing they do leave out in here is the Gold Confiscation Act of 1933. Uh, that's why you come here, because you get that from us. Okay, what they leave out, we'll, we'll give you. Okay, Ramon, can you do the second clip, please? <laughs> Richard Calmer as Boston Blackie. Enemy to those who make him an enemy, friend to those who have no friends. Many more were transfixed by the gripping dramas of radio. During the Depression, the radio was the one appliance people could not live without. There was the shadow. Turn off the lights. <laughs> we're going to clean them out today. You didn't know that they were standing on a stage reading from scripts. You just thought they were doing it. All right, boys, let's hit out. What I liked most was to go into my room and turn off all the lights. I didn't want any interference and just listen to it. My father thought I was a little weird, and he'd always come in and turn the lights on and say, what's wrong with you? And I said, nothing's wrong with me. This is really wonderful, a great way to listen to it. But sooner or later, people had to turn the radio off. They had to leave the movie theater. And when they did, the depression was still there, awaiting. It advanced upon the farmers of the South and Midwest in terrifying storms of dry dust. It was one of the worst droughts in American history. The land itself was blowing away. And what they're referring to there is the Dust Bowl. Now, 
can can you now the diversion back during the Great Depression? If you just wanted to get away from the terrible economic conditions, you could go to the Nickelodeon where you paid a nickel to get in, and you could watch, you could listen to the orchestra. They would have cartoons. They have the the newsreel. They all these different. They had dance contests, you know, and then you had your radio. And all these things were just great ways for a little bit of money that you could just get away from it all. But eventually you had to go back into reality, and that, that's where these clips are coming from. Uh, the reason we talk about radio, because this is the medium that we're talking to each other today, and we're communicating, whether it's podcast or the radio, uh, and, and that's just a great way. Today we can actually do other things while we're listening to the radio. Back then people were transfixed in their living rooms looking at the radio and just were just sucked in by it. it just really... Uh, an interesting thing. I guess people are stuck into TV now uh, with their reality programs. So uh, we're doing this because I want to talk to you about prepping. When the guy comes home from work and says, what's for dinner, and there's nothing there, you don't want to be in that position. Listening to this show already, you're already preparing financially. You are, are being your own central bank. You are buying that silver. You're buying that gold. I recommend that you buy that junk silver because it's great fractional material that you can barter if you have to. The same way with the smaller um, divisions of the of the gold. Uh, we ran those $5 liberties last week. Those are great pieces to get. So you definitely want to get in on that. You know, check out the website. Check out the special every day. But let's talk about prepping. Now, they're the first rule of prepping. Uh, this is a rhetorical question. What do you think the first rule of prepping is? Well, I'll give you a hint. It's also the first rule of Fight Club. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. <laughs> exactly. You do not talk about Fight Club. So if you're going to prep, now I know your neighbors, you're probably very good friends with them, and it's the Christian thing to do to share. But if you are prepping, and for some reason that there is a problem, as they say, if the fecal matter hits the rotary oscillator, you know what I'm talking about there, if something happens, you need to be prepared because it's too late to prepare once that happens. You need to prepare before that. It's just proper thing to do. It's the Christian thing to share with your neighbor, obviously, but it's also the Christian thing to do to prepare and to protect your family from dangers that, that face you. So that's just one thing to think of. Okay, so the big now, have you ever watched Doomsday Preppers on? I think it was the Nat Geo channel. That was that they broke the first rule of Fight Club because I can tell you, even though they tried to protect their people's identities, everybody knows who they are and can find them pretty easily. Somebody knows somebody who knows somebody who knows them. And so that's just not a smart thing to do because you just advertised your entire program that you're running. So that's, that's pretty scary. Now, what do you prep for? Well, it all depends on your location, the threats around you, you know, and, and how you're going to plan for that. Um, I can think of a couple topics here, and I'll go into detail on those. Let's, what about weather, fire, EMP, a cessation or a denial of services? You know, all those things can, can happen, that, and you need to be prepared for them. So think about if you're in Phoenix, what are some of the things that, that can, can happen to you? Now, I, you heard about the Dust Bowl, um, and, and the, just the land blew away. You, you, you had that big windstorm that came through not long ago. That was called, what, a derecho, I think they called it on the Weather Channel. It was a really weird name for it. Or you get those haboobs that come through, those big dust storms that come in and, and blanket everything. You know, do you need to prep for that, those flash floods? when you get rain out in the desert that, that can wipe out areas. You know, you need to be careful about that. Okay, uh, Folks that are up in Colorado, you, you have a whole lot of things that you need to prepare for. You've got the Yellowstone caldera that can blow at any time. You've got forest fires in the summer. You've got severe weather, winter and you know, blizzards in the winter. So all things to think about. And, and just 
and like I live on the East Coast, the hurricanes can hit here all the time. We have tornadoes that can come through. You know, we have extreme extreme heat. We have extreme cold sometimes. So it's just something to think about. Now let's talk about weather. If you have to get out of where you are, like if the hurricane's coming or the forest fire's coming, do you have an escape plan? What do you, what, or do you shelter in place? You know, um, are you able to, to buckle down and, and stay at your house? Or can you harden your house? If you're, if let's say you're in Colorado and you're on the front range, have you prepared your property for forest fires? Have you gotten rid of brush that's that's in the area? Can you make a fire break? Is there any way you can get some sort of of irrigation system that that could maybe slow it down or, or you know wet your house down so that that you can hopefully the fire will jump your house. When I was in the Army, one of my first deployments was to Yellowstone National Park for the forest fires, and there was a group of uh, farmers that came in with an irrigation system, and they put that all around the lodge there at Old Faithful, and they pumped water for three days, and that fire came down that hill, and it had a mind of its own. It melted the irrigation system. I couldn't believe it. It was it was really scary. When We had professional firefighters that, that took us around, and they told us, they said, when we get scared, you get scared. And at one point, I did see one of our professional firefighters that was with us got scared. And we had these fire shelters. And he's like, guys, we're getting close to getting these fire shelters because it was scary. The smoke was turning orange. And we were in a school bus driving down a road. And that was not fun. So that's one thing. We're talking about fire. In your house, do you have extinguishers? In your house. I have one in every room in my house along with a flashlight in all the kids' room. And everybody knows how to use them. Have you done fire drills? All right, well, we're at the halfway point. This is crazy how fast today is going. Uh, when we get back, we're going to still talk about prepping. Remember, 800-951-0592. Prepare for your financial future. Check out that special. We'll be back on the other side. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Mrs. Schlafly was a courageous and articulate voice for traditional values and common sense for more than 70 years. Now, continuing that legacy, the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. The $250 billion domestic gambling industry gained access to a new $150 billion market, thanks to the Supreme Court in May. The 6-3 decision by the court in Murphy v. NCAA opens the floodgates to sports gambling, while naively inviting Congress to clean up the mess that the court just created. Gambling wrecks families with a vengeance. The suicide rate among gamblers is higher than for any other addiction, and estimates are that a wagering habit pulls down 10 people associated with the addict. A family can lose its entire savings in one gambling binge, and many do. Gambling also corrupts our political system more than other addictions, as casino owners toss donations to candidates who then return the favor in spades after their election. Gambling afflicts the poor more than the rich, and the uneducated more than college graduates. Minorities and youth are particularly exploited by gambling. Congress and most states have repeatedly expressed strong public policy arguments against gambling, which was illegal nationwide at the turn of the 20th century, but expanded during the Great Depression. Today, 60% of Americans are sports fans, most of whom rearrange their schedules to watch their favorite teams. Until now, it has generally been illegal to target these sports fans with solicitations to bet on those games. But the court dealt the gambling industry a royal flush when they held that Congress was wrong, the Trump administration was wrong, and conservative groups, including Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, were wrong in urging the court to uphold the federal law against sports gambling. Justice Sam Alito wrote the decision that struck down an act of Congress, 
the Professional Amateur Sports Protection Act, which has worked well for 26 years in limiting sports gambling. This ruling illustrates that when the court makes headlines, it is almost never in a good way. As a result of this ruling, the task of defending against the scourge of sports gambling falls on state legislatures and the Department of Justice. Families will need to be more vigilant to keep their sports fan children from getting pulled into the dark underworld of gambling that will destroy their lives. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Can activist judges be stopped, or will they continue to overturn laws with no regard for the Constitution or the will of the people? Connect with us at phyllisschlafly.com to hear alerts on rulings made by never-elected supremacist judges and to share your viewpoint. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Ramones bringing us back in with Enter Sandman. That's another one of those great songs that I've left out to at the gym. That's, you know, I told you last week that one bump song I can get 10 push ups extra out of. This one I can get at least 15 or 20. That's just a rocking song. The louder the better. Okay, so when we, we were coming out of the break, uh, we were talking about prepping. And like I said, you're, you are, if you're listening to this radio show, you are preparing financially for what may come down the road. It's going to come down the road at some point with the debt that we have. There's no doubt about that. You're, you're hedging against inflation. You're buying precious metals. You know, there's no doubt about that. You're being your own central banker, and that's great, but you need to step it up a little bit to, to prep. And this is for your family when it gets right down to it. You don't want your family to suffer. Um, and once again, it's tailored to your individual location and the threats that, that face you. And you need to figure out, you know, maybe order priority. Well, what, what's the most imminent threat that could happen to me? Or are there, are there are multiple threats and we need to kind of prepare? But a lot of these preps are, are good for all those, okay? So um, we were talking about fire. So definitely have extinguishers in your house. In each room, Have make sure everybody knows where they are and they know how to use them. Just start a little fire out back and use one and show them how to do it. You want the ABC type fire extinguishers. They work on, on lots of different fires, so you definitely want one of them. Do fire drills. Have a have a plan. Have a designated location outside of your house where everybody meets so you know where, where to meet. And you know, if you're in Colorado or if you're even out there in Phoenix, if you have forest fires near you, prep your yard. Be ready for this just in case. Okay, And, and uh, make, make it easy on yourself so that you do as many things as you can proactively to mitigate a lot of the threats around you. Uh, EMP, we talked we talked about uh, last week the uh, the new Red Dawn movie, how an EMP hit. You know that that's a scary thing. A lot of the electronics we have today are hardened somewhat, and there's a lot of misinformation about EMP. I think a lot of stuff might survive an EMP, uh, but you also want to kind of prepare for that too you can make things like what's called a faraday box you can do that very simply with a a steel trash can and put a rubber liner in the bottom of it you could put uh, electronics in that to protect them um even small ammo cans might even work as well but that kind of protects you can have backup radios backup phones you want to have extra batteries uh solar generators i have one of those in my truck on my dash just for uh, charging up my phone if I have to, which are really nice. If you have generators, like standalone generators, portable generators, uh, you can also get those hardwired to your house. There's a 
companies that put those in. So if your electric goes out within five seconds, it starts up and runs. Some of those run on propane. There's also the portable generators you can buy at your home supply stores. Uh, there are also boxes that you can get to your house that you can put next to your electric box. So you can run maybe five extra circuits by plugging your generator directly into the, to that box and shutting down the other box. Um, you can, but you, if you have those generators, you need to make sure you use ethanol-free fuel in those small engines, and you need to put a fuel stabilizer. And you need to run them every month to make sure that they work to cycle that gasoline through. And you definitely want to be there. What about cessation or denial of services? What if the electric goes out? And let's say we have a cashless society. Well, guess what? Those debit cards and, and credit cards aren't going to work. You need to have a backup plan of how you're going to pay for things. You can barter. You can use that junk silver we were talking about, especially the smaller denominations. I was just looking at the melt value today for mercury diamond. It's a dollar ten cents and a quarter, silver quarter is two dollars and eighty five cents. That's a gallon of gas in the real world. A loaf of bread in the real world. Not a good loaf of bread, I might add. My wife told me last week when I mentioned this on the radio that you could buy a loaf of bread for a dollar. She goes, You can't buy a loaf of bread for a dollar. I'm like, I'm pretty sure you can. And my daughter and I went shopping last night. We found a loaf of bread for a dollar. It's probably not the most nutritious bread, but it's bread nonetheless. I was right. But the bread we get I think it's $2.38 of a loaf. It's expensive, but I never even checked the price till last night. I always, that's the brand we get. I always get it. Never even looked at the price, but now I know. I probably didn't want to know. Anyway, but what if the banks are down? What if you can't go to Walmart now and use a debit card? Okay, what are you going to do? You can barter, um, and, and if the person that's on the other end of that transaction wants to accept that, it's probably going to be a, a pretty good thing to have, that, that uh, junk silver. I think that's pretty a good thing to do. If you're going to do bartering, uh, if, if you ever – there was a CBS show called Jericho. This was four or five years ago. What a great show. But it, it, if you look at what happened there, you had the 20 nukes that went off in the United States, and, the, and, the, and it was just a total wipeout. And you had the EMP that hit. And then you had town versus town going after each other. And then you had the, the whole breakdown of people who were bartering things. That that was a, just a scary show. I can't believe that CBS even ran that show to begin with because it was like pro-gun, pro-America, you know, that, that kind of thing. It, it's shocking that they had that on. It only lasted a year and a half, but other it was really good. Go back and watch that. It's excellent. Okay, now prepping your car. Now, I, I was just checking my, I have an older Suburban, and, you know, that thing, I have to make sure all kinds of stuff in that thing is I never know if it might break down. But you want to have, a, at minimum, a first aid kit in there. I have my solar charger, some flares. You want some matches, a blanket possibly if it's cold. Have a couple water bottles in there, maybe an air pump, toe strap. Okay, Have a go bag. We're going to talk about that in a second. And then jumper cables. So there's just things you need to have. If you were equipping your kid's car, you'd want all that stuff in there for your kid in case they broke down. Uh, plus, maybe access to AAA if, if the world's still working right, okay? Um, if you have to evacuate, you want to plan on multiple routes because if you have to get out of Dodge quickly, everybody else is going to be getting out of Dodge. And so some of those main roads are going to be congested, and you need to think about maybe alternate routes that you can get through and have a planned location that you're going to. Maybe Aunt Betsy that lives two states over and just make sure Aunt Betsy knows you're on your way. And... Make sure you have a lot of enough gas in your car. So I've I've read prep sites that say you should have at least three quarter tank of gas in your car all the time. That's that's hard to do, but I don't know if you run it down to the last second until the light comes on. But you should definitely have enough gas in your car to get where you need to go. All right, now let's talk about go bags. Now everyone in your family needs one of these. This could be a 
just a, a knapsack and a little backpack. Make sure it's a comfortable one. And I'm going to go down this list, and I'll have it available for Joe if you want to uh, get it from him. I'll, I'll put it up in a nice Word document and, and have it sent out to you. Okay, so in your backpack, minimum, okay, first aid kit, a couple bottles of water, some emergency food, maybe some granola bars, something that's high protein, high energy, some matches, uh, maybe a space blanket, uh, a portable saw or knife or a machete, some some flares, battery, phone charger, okay, uh, portable radio, some wipes, toilet paper, that's always key to have, some large gallon baggies so you can store things in there so they won't get wet, a whistle, a mirror, or one of those air horns, some parachute cord, that 550 cord, you can find it at the at the local uh, department stores, it's really super strong, uh, a poncho possibly, okay, so you're certainly not, now you can get this down to about 20 or 25 pounds if you pack it right, and you need to practice carrying this thing, go for a walk with your go bag, okay, uh, now, your kids, you're not going to have them carrying the same amount you're carrying, but tailor that go bag to what your kids need and make sure they have it and have it ready to go. It's like the Minuteman. It's ready at a moment's notice. It needs to be there. You might even want to have a change of clothes or some shirts and underwear in there um, and just good to have. Now, if you're going to be bugging out and let's say you're going to take firearms, okay, now this is a touchy subject. Uh, I'm not going to tell you which brand of firearm you should have. That's that's personal. I'm just telling you, though, the standard guns that are out there in survival situations, ones that you'll, okay, we'll pick this up on the other side, uh, prepping Monday, interesting stuff, back on the other side, 800-951-0592, you always need to prepare. And that song bringing us back in is For Honor, it's a metal band that does gaming music it's really neat music um we were on the other side of the break we were talking about if, if possible if you have to bug out and firearms are going to be in the equation some people are, are not comfortable with firearms uh, some people are very comfortable with firearms that's a whole other show i could do on that one we touched on it last week with the second amendment um but i'm just going to tell you just some standard firearms that if you're going to take firearms and uh, the brands i'm going to tell you or I'm not recommending them. I'm just saying these are just standard things that you would find out there that, that are standard guns, okay? So a Remington 870, standard shotgun. A Mossberg 500, standard shotgun. Millions of these have been produced. There's plenty of them out there. A lot of availability for spare parts. A Ruger 1022, a great little 22 rifle. And then there's a, a new gun out now called a Smith & Wesson M&P 1522. If you're used to an AR, it's the same muscle memory on this, and it's a 22 rifle, so they're very light, and you can carry a lot of ammunition with you on that. The 870 and the Mossberg 500, I would recommend 12-gauge on that because that's more readily available ammunition. So that's firearm. Um, that's, I know that's touchy, and that, that's, that's up to you whether you're going to have firearms. If, if It's just a decision you have to make, and I'd be glad to do a whole other show on that with Joe if he'll let me. That's fine. Okay, let's talk about food prepping. Now, I did it all wrong when I first started prepping. I went out and bought like 40 cans of the great big tall Chef Boyardee beefaroni cans and brought them back to my house and threw them in the garage. And I got the generic uh, pears in a can and the fruit fruit salad stuff, the uh, the fruit fruit mix. And I was like, all right, we're good. And my kids said, I'm not eating that beefaroni. I'm like, well, don't eat for two days, and, and you'll be begging me for it. Well, that's just the wrong thing. You don't want to do that to your kids. You want your kids to you want as much stability as possible. So then 
I, I figured it out. We ended up donating all that stuff to a food pantry, and so it was a, a great uh, thing to do there. Um, but I, there's a thing called copy canning, and I want to read this to you. It's really good copy canning. Okay, it's simply modifying one small aspect of your shopping and changing one small portion of your food storage habits. The change while made shopping is simple. When you buy an item you plan on using that week, simply purchase two of them. The alternative change for storage is to find another place to stock food other than where you're storing it now and put that extra item there. Let's break it down with how and why. Let's say you're planning on buying a can of green beans. Instead of buying one can, pick up two. It's that simple. When you get home and start putting everything away, take the second can and store it somewhere else. Also, get a black magic marker and write the month and, and year you you got it, just so you know. Okay, use the can, you put it in your regular storage space, and then the next time you need a can of green beans, put it on the shopping list like you normally would, being sure not to use the second can you purchased, unless there's an emergency. Now, the next time you go shopping and need to replace the can of green beans, green beans, buy two, two of them. When you get home, take both cans to your alternate spot and remove the first can stored there and put in your pantry. This is called rotation. This keeps your oldest items in the front to be used first. Repeat this with the green beans until you're sure you have enough to last you 30 days. Then do it with something else that you eat regularly. Every time you go shopping, you'll be increasing your stored items by one. Do this with a few items every shopping trip, and within a very short time, you will establish a stockpile of extra food without breaking the bank or like you're overspending to do it. Okay? So it's so to recap, buy what you normally would. There's no reason to purchase something you won't eat like that beefaroni. When you would normally purchase one, buy two. Keep in mind this works best on canned and boxed items. Buying two gallons of milk rarely works out with this method, obviously. Store the extra purchased item somewhere other than where you normally put your canned or boxed foods. This can be under a bed, in a closet, under a couch, some other place you don't normally store food. You do this to keep it separate in your mind. If the spot where you keep your green beans has two cans, you'll just use them both and then go buy another can. If the spot is empty after using one can, you are mentally prepared to have to go buy another can to replace it. When replacing the used item, again, buy an additional one, that means two total, and the new newly item purchased items to the alternate storage place and put them there. Then move the oldest item to the normal food storage place, and this establishes a rotation routine to keep your oldest food in place to be used soonest, making your food system more efficient. So that's called copy canning, and that's a great way to get your prep started and you just do it gradually. And when you get to the point where you think you have enough for 30 days or 60 days or however long you think you're going to need, then you stop and you pick another item, peanut butter or spaghetti sauce or, you know, dried beans. And that's just a great way to, to, to do that. That's your food. Now, water. Water is very important. I would suggest getting some sort of water filter. So if you have to bug out and you have access to a, a water source, you can at least filter it. Okay. Um, I would and some people disagree on this, but I would plan for five gallons of water per person per day. Now, if you can capture rainwater at, at your house, that's a great thing to do. Some states have outlawed this, believe it or not. Welcome to the land of the free, home of the brave. They've banned capturing rainwater. Unbelievable. Okay, You can also take water bottles and freeze them and put them up in your freezer to fill up space. That way, if you lose electric, that, that frozen water bottle will help keep that ice pack up in your freezer uh, to be more efficient, okay? And so you can buy cases of water. Um, you can buy the big five-gallon jugs and store water. Uh, once again, you're going to have to rotate that. Uh, I live in a hurricane area, so when a hurricane comes, you know, the, the stores are wiped out. They say a, a food riot is six missed meals away. So 
you don't want to have to go to your local grocery store or, or big box store and try to get food the day before a hurricane. It's not going to happen. Same way with the snowstorm. All the toilet paper and bread is gone. Okay. Uh, in this case, uh, we had a hurricane here a few years ago, and you couldn't find a generator around here. You couldn't find cases of water at all. I had 30 cases of water stacked in my garage. When my wife drove her car in and tried to open the door, she would hit them with her car door, and I could hear it cuss me all the time because there was so much water in our garage. We eventually worked through it. I have a different way to do it now. Um, I have storable water. It's much more efficient that way. Also, with the water filter, if you have a water source near you, we have a, a stream that runs through our development, and I could easily go there and collect water, and then you run it through the filter, and you're good. But you want to have that, that the, the food and the water are very important. The shelter is also very important. Having that go bag is very important. You definitely want to, to be prepared in case you have an emergency. When the emergency hits, it's too late. That's, you, you, your prep then is, is non-existent. Now, you also have to understand, all you can do all this prepping, and you can be ready, and you could have an earthquake that wipes everything out. So understand that your prep is only as good as Mother Nature allows you to have it. So if a hurricane came through here and wiped everything out, I wouldn't have anything. But if it's not that bad, I can I can have I can go two weeks with the electric out. I can go two weeks without food or water. We're gonna make it. And in America, we we would hope that everything gets back to normal in a couple weeks. Um, Puerto Rico is still not rebounded from what hit. They had a double whammy down there. They are still in bad shape. And did you see that the president of Puerto Rico? using government funds was over at the World Cup. I think he spent $26,000. That's not going over too well with the people of Puerto Rico. I think they're having a problem with that. All right, so we're coming up on the final segment, 800 We've got the Silver Slipper and Yellow Brick Road special today. We've got the Liberties of St. God's at 1330, 10 or more 1325, and the Silver Eagles at 390 a roll. And we're back into the final segment with Dire Straits. I want my MTV. That's money for nothing. Well, guess what? Zimbabwe is money for nothing. You just add zeros to the dollars. So. Now, if you don't have electric, you're not going to be able to get your MTV. Not that there's any music on MTV anymore. It's all reality shows. But uh, just going to hit our special again, $20 Liberties or St. God and $13.30 each or 10 or more for $13.25. We also have the rolls of Silver Eagles for $390. So you can get your part of the Yellow Brick Road and your part of the Silver Slippers and, and take advantage of that. Prices for, for metals are low right now. The premiums are low. So we're trying to pass this on to you. And uh, we, we just want you to be able to get in on this. Also remember that that, that fractional material is great stuff to have if you're going to get into a barter situation. Okay, on our website, remember, we have the uh, ABC News special about stormy weather, the Great Depression. Give, watch that. It's really, really good. ABC did a great job on that. Um, you could disagree with, political, or with uh, Peter Jennings' political philosophy all you want, but he does a good job. He's pretty fair doing this century series and and I, I i like it and that those two clips came from that today um the markets nothing really changed on the markets um the shanghai's down 17 the nasdaq's down eight s&p's down less than a dollar not a big deal oil still down at 287 
$2.87 for 68.14 a barrel. The Saudis are hating that. They like oil at $80, so they can live like kings. Um, gold down about $2.30 at 12.38.90. Silver still at $15.80. So it's gold is or silver is cheap right now. Silver is definitely a buying opportunity. Hey, I have absolutely loved doing the show for the past four days. I'm actually sad that tomorrow is my last day. I want to come back and, and be with this audience. Um, I'm a partner at Patriot. I love it. Um, I believe in Joe and Eric. They are great guys. The mission and also Jason and Brian up in Colorado, those guys are true patriots as well. Uh, remember shoutcast.com and go search for American Freedom Network to listen to their show. Those guys are doing a great job. Now, tomorrow's show. Jason's going to be on with me in the second segment. We're going to talk Andrew Jackson. He's our one of our favorite guys. Now, he's very controversial, no doubt about that. We'll give you both sides of him tomorrow because that, that's only fair. That's what a good history teacher should do, give you both sides. Okay, so we're going to give that to you tomorrow, and I'm going to try to catch up on everything that I haven't been able to cover. Now, if you want me back, you need to let Joe know. You need to email him at doublej at allamericangold.com, doublej at allamericangold.com. If you want me to come back, I'll be glad to. I have thoroughly enjoyed it. I've got to tell you, doing this radio show is harder than teaching. Uh, it really is. I, I, I've spent six hours a day preparing for this show. I hope it, it shows up in the show, but uh, this is tough, and I haven't gotten to half the stuff every day that I've had planned. And I tell you, I couldn't have done this without Ramon. Ramon, if you ever watch Stripes, remember how Bill Murray said, Sergeant Hulk is our big toe? Well, Ramon is the big toe of the show. He keeps us walking straight. And Ramon, thank you so much. You, you have been such a big help to me. Now, Joe will be back on Wednesday. Uh, we're going to hear all about his great vacation stories. I really hope we hear about whitewater rafting, about parachuting off the bridge or bungee jumping or all the cool stuff that he did, his golf game. You know, he's, he's jumping back into the mix on Wednesday. We hope he's enjoyed his time off. You know, Eric's birthday was last week. We've had a lot of things going on. Uh, a lot of history that I've been wanting to put forth to you guys, and, and hopefully I can come back and do that again. Well, we're out of time for today. Uh, great Monday. Hope you had a payday today. Uh, and uh, I'll, I'll prepare this document for you so you can have a, all this prep information. And we'll see you tomorrow. Andrew Jackson's tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day. Happy Monday.